all day So we out living life in the night Pray to God and I hope I don't die And you wait for days So we Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Shipwreck Show. My name is Shipwreck and I will be your hostess with the mostest. And it is going to be 90 degrees today. That is a nine and a zero degrees today. And I was just talking to Sonia backstage. Listen, if you don't think, Sonia agrees with me too, because she's out there in the Texas. If you don't think that seasonal depression is a thing, come here. Okay, come here and live with us from the months of like January, February, and March. Okay, we are just a bundle of no fun to be around. And I don't even realize like I'm depressed until that first 70 degree day hits and you're like, you you come alive again. I am alive. Like here I am. I'm my body isn't hurt. I don't want to sleep all the time. Like seasonal depression's a real thing. It just is. Which it just is. KJ Perrette, welcome to the live. It is good to see you. Hello, hello. And Rachel, welcome to the live. It's good to see you. Jennifer and Purple Princess. Sandy Brown is backstage. And who was the first in here today? Hello, hello. Alex was king. Alex King was in here the first day. You guys, welcome to the show. I feel like I haven't been live in a long time. Lisa, hello. And we haven't really been live. We were live Saturday with Shannon where we rewatched the Kennedy assassination. Jester, welcome to live. And we found a lot of things that obviously people know are kind of messed up about that. So more to come to that. We're also back on YouTube after being gone for a week. And we're on restriction now again for another 90 days. So if you're catching this after the fact and you're like, I didn't get my notification. It is not my fault. You didn't get your notification. That's YouTube. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, but we're just going to roll. It'll be up in July, June, July, August, maybe probably July. Hello, Jester. Yes, you made it to the new. You guys, welcome to the nooner. You guys, welcome to Rumble. Rumble, what's up? It's good to see you. That Rumple. Woohoo. Welcome to the live. It's good to see you. Uh, Rumble, I love your face. Thank you for being here. Rumble is going to be coming out with short form videos very soon here. I keep checking every other day. They don't have it up and going, but as soon as they do, I plan to utilize those to the extent, um, just because I can, and we need to be everywhere. Cause who knows what's going to happen with TikTok. Uh, that is why we did not No, So I had posted a short and YouTube didn't like the short. They took it down and they threw me a strike. Christy Frost. What's up? Doug Brown. Sonny will finally remove. She might, I shaved mine last night, took um, one of those heavy duty razors of my husband's, you know, like the thick one, he's got this beard, right? So it's like the straight edge, man. It took, and it took some time. Okay. We had to soak it first. You got to marinate. You know what? It doesn't matter. It's just gross. I should probably hit up a train. I mean, I should hit up Dylan Marsh or Dylan. What's his name? See how he does it. I bet he could teach me how to do it. That's going to be the one thing where I'm going to have in common with the transgender, the hair on the legs. Like but mine's blonde. So you can't see it. You can just feel it. And it just grows back. Purple Princess, what's up? Welcome back to YouTube. Yes, thank you so much. We love being here. Today is the Nooner. I have a lot of things for the Nooner today. And the first thing, and probably the longest thing that I've got, is Donald Trump went on Fox News last night, and he sat down with Tucker Carlson, and he had his first interview since the announcement 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 of his indictment. Um, and he gave a really good interview. The interview itself is really long, so I'm only going to play the first I don't know. It's like the first 30 minutes. It's the two clips that I found that I thought were really interesting. Uh, so we're going to kind of watch that a little bit. And I have some other things that I want to go over. There was a, what was it? A secured, no, where they got top secret document leak. And I haven't heard a ton about this and it's kind of a big fucking deal. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. That's going to be kind of the second half of the show. And I got a little video of Fetterman um, who came out of nowhere. I got a few things that we're going to talk about that's what we're going to do today. So yay. Welcome to the show. We got the beach. We got the lights. Okay. I got this duck. I got to show it. Cause I'm going to show my, my kid painted me a duck in school. There you go, buddy. Okay. There's your duck. He wanted me to make sure he put it somewhere in his live. So there you go. It's in the live. So let's start it off. Now, like I said, this was the first thing that I wanted to cover tonight. And it's, it's a pretty good interview. Like I said, it is long. This is a bank about 10. And then I've got another clip that's about nine or eight minutes long. I'm going to watch those two, but the interview itself, I think is about an hour, hour and a half. And so we're not going to go through the whole thing, but these were the two that I found that were the best. And this is Donald J. Trump on Tucker Carlson. Mr. President, thank you for having us. Thank you. Last week, you were in New York for this arraignment. The world watched it. You've not given an interview since. You were there, I think, 57 minutes. Tell us from your perspective what that was like. Well, it was a horrible thing because I did nothing wrong. Absolutely nothing wrong. You look at even the pundits and the legal analysis, Greg Jarrett, all of these really talented people, they're saying he didn't do anything wrong. So that's number one. Number two, they were incredible. When I went to the courthouse, which is also a prison, in a sense, uh, they signed me in. And I'll tell you, people were crying. People that work there 
professionally work there that have no problems putting in murderers and they see everybody. It's tough, tough place. And they were crying. They were actually crying. They said, I'm sorry. Uh, they'd say, 2024, sir, 2024. And tears are pouring down their eyes. I've never seen anything like the whole... Those people are phenomenal. Those are your police. Yep. Those are the people that work at the courthouse. They're unbelievable people. Uh, KJ, welcome to the members. Enjoy those emojis. I love your face. Thank you for your support. Uh, I love many you. apologists were sorry, sir. We're sorry. They had a have me do certain things. They said, sir, I, I can't believe I have to ask you. I can't even believe that I have to ask you to do it. You could see. So in one sense, it was beautiful because they get it. Uh, in another sense, you know, it's nasty. I went to the Wharton School of Finance. They didn't teach me about that. That wasn't like they in the cards. The no, that, wasn't, part? They, that wasn't, that wasn't, we didn't have a class on arraignment. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, it was a sad day in many ways. And in many days, ways, it was a beautiful day because the people understand. I didn't know this was happening, but the poll numbers have gone through the roof. Thank you, KJ. The people get it. And the other ones are hoaxes also. You know, the box hoax. Look at Biden. He's got 1,850 boxes. And, you know, that's a hoax. And then the one in Atlanta where I had a perfect phone call. This is all weaponization. They're weaponizing our justice system, Tucker. And they think if they go and give you a subpoena, you know, I guess I'm very well known and people understand it and they get it. And maybe I have a bigger platform so I can explain it. But if you're somebody, a Republican, let's say, running for office and you get a subpoena, you might as well resign because you're not going to be able to survive it. And you, the voters aren't going to handle it. The voters aren't going to take it. What they're doing is weaponizing the system, and there's never been anything like it. And it's all disinformation. You see, the other day, uh, Afghanistan, one of the worst things I've ever seen, I think the most embarrassing moment that this country has ever had, frankly, the way we got out, not the getting out, we had to get out, it was ridiculous to be there. And I had that so good, so tight, so tough. I spoke to the leader, Abdul, I said, Abdul, if you do anything, you're gonna get Ranch hit Crouton, really hard. thank you so much for this. Literally. You I guys, even, thank you so said, much, I love your faces. So why, why? He goes, why oh why do you send me a picture of my house? I said, you'll have to figure that one out, Abdul. But we didn't have one death in 18 months, he knew. Not one death. And then to see the way we got out, like we were surrendering, like taking the military out first, leaving $85 billion worth of equipment behind, giving up Bagram. I was going to keep Bagram. I was getting out, but I, not for Afghanistan. It's one hour away from where China makes its nuclear weapons. It's one of the biggest Air Force bases in the world. I think the biggest. With runways that go 10,000 feet. I was keeping that because of China, not because of Afghanistan. Right. And they... They left everything. They they left in the dark of night. They left the lights on. They left the dogs, by the way. You know, the people they say left about the dogs. the dogs. They left the dogs. Everyone, you know, the dog lovers. And you got a lot of them. I love dogs. You love dogs. But they left the dogs. We all love said, dogs. What, one of the first questions I got, what did they do with the dogs? Mostly German shepherds. They left them. Uh, what they did, the way they got out was so horrible. Okay. Everybody knows that was their plan. That had nothing to do with me. I was getting out, too. We would have gotten out with strength and dignity. And what happened? They got out. And the other day, I hear, yeah, it was uh, Trump's fault. Oh, that's right. It was Trump. Trump. I was gone for a long I would have been out faster than them. We would have had all the equipment. We would have had the American citizens. We left hostages. We left Americans behind. Many. I think many more than you think. Uh, and we had 13 soldiers killed. And nobody ever mentions the fact that we had many maimed so he badly. Did know. Didn't he do a whole thing no on arms, it? No arms, no legs. Their face was obliterated. This is the way this guy got out. We would have gotten out with dignity and strength. We were going to. But I was taking 100% of, I said, I want every nail. I want every screw. I want the tents. They said, sir, the tents are very hard to take out. I said, I want the tents. I want the tanks. I want the planes. I want everything. And a couple of them fought me on it. Like Millie, he said, sir, I think it's cheaper to leave the equipment behind. I said, let me ask you, we have a plane that costs $100 million. It's sitting there. All it needs is a tank of gas, right? Give me a little jet fuel. We'll fly it to Pakistan or any place else, or we'll fly it directly home. You say it's cheaper to leave a $100 million plane? Sir, I think overall it's cheaper. These are idiots we're dealing with. They left $85 billion worth of equipment. They left our American citizens behind. And they moved the military at first. No, you moved the military at last. 
I did a little skit with a five-year-old kid. I said, let me ask you, here's the situation. I explained the situation. I said, would you take the military out first or would you take it out last? I take it out last, five-year-old. But they took the military out first and they were afraid of our military. When I was there, they were afraid. We didn't have one soldier killed in 18 months. Not one soldier was killed in 18 months. And then we got out like we surrendered. I think it was the single most embarrassing day in the history of our country. It was totally their fault. They didn't go by anything because, you know, we had a system of getting out. But if the Taliban, in particular the Taliban, because that's where the action was, right? I, I, when I called Abdul, the press went crazy. The fake news went crazy. Why did he call an enemy? I said, well, it's Jesse James. I used to ask him, why did he rob banks? He said, that's where the money is. Why did I call the head of the Taliban? Because that's where the killing was. And he's there now, Abdul. I'm sure he likes me. Call me Your Excellency. I don't know if he calls Biden Your Excellency. Probably, I mean, you know, they're one of the largest arms dealers now in the world. They're selling the $85 billion worth of it because they only need 5% of it. Of course. They're selling the, the equipment. They're one of the largest, I think, second arms dealers. Brand new helicopters, brand new airplanes, brand new tanks. Unbelievable what we left behind. We ran, and there was no reason to. I had them. I could have stayed there for five years if I wanted to. I wanted out. 21 years was enough. I wanted out. We shouldn't have been there in the first place. But when I see what happens, when I see the level of stupidity, and because of that, it's all a big web. Because of that, I think Putin, who would have never gone into Ukraine when I was there, would have never, I talked to him about it often, would have never, ever done that. When he saw that I wasn't there, and he saw these fools, these stupid people, and think of that, the way they left Afghanistan and nobody was mm -hmm. fired. I fired a lot of people because if they didn't do a good job, I'd fire them. Wait, let me ask else. you, talk to Putin about Ukraine. What did you yeah. say to him? Uh, I could see that he loved it. And I said... Uh, he loved Ukraine. He considers it to be a part of Russia. Yeah. I said, not when I'm president. We had a very good relationship. He was... He, I mean, look, I was the worst thing that ever happened to him. I closed up his pipeline. You never heard the word the words Nord Stream 2 until I came along. Nord Stream 2 was their pipeline. And I had a great relationship with them, but it was very tough because they had a fake Russia investigation. And I told them, and he told me, he said, it's very hard for us to deal, don't you think? I said, very hard, because we have a fake investigation that turned out to be a fake for two years it went on. And we could have done very well with Russia. They have great minerals, they have great things that we want, we could have, and they need the money and they need other things. But that interfered. That was a terrible thing. That was actually a treasonous thing to do. Those people should have been arrested. They made it up. They made up a problem with Russia that didn't exist. Now they've all admitted it didn't exist. It was just on to the next one. I often say, they said to me the other day, one of your fellow journalists said, uh, who's the biggest problem, sir? Is it China? Could it be Russia? Could it be North Korea? No, I said, the biggest problem is from within. It's these sick, radical people. Bingo. Because we can handle, if we're smart, we can handle Russia, China. I did. I took in billions and billions, hundreds of billions of dollars from China. No other president took in anything, and they respected me. He's the same thing, you know. I told him, you can't go into Taiwan. You can't. You can't do it. I won't tell you exactly what I said, but it was something that... Probably a lot of people wouldn't like if they heard it, but it was very tough. Don't go into Taiwan. If you do, we're going to have problems. Other than that, we're going to be great relationship. We're going to have a great relationship. And he said to me when I said, we're going to do something, if he goes in, no, 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 you wouldn't do it. I'll do that. I swear I'll do that. But it was like a healthy fear. And he didn't believe me, but he believed me 10%. Like a, the same thing with thought. Putin. I said I was going to do something really nasty. If he goes into Ukraine, he said, no, no, you're not going to do that. I said, I will. And he didn't believe me either, but he believed me 10%. And the 10%, you never heard talk about going into Ukraine. You never heard talk about going into Taiwan until I was no longer there. I have another clip too. So there's a second clip that I really like too, that we'll watch of this, of this interview. But I thought there was a lot of really good points in this. And the one thing that I wanted to focus on was 
kind of what this comment said that they they thought he was buddy buddied with all these people. Like he was, he was, and he wasn't. Like he, there's like a mutual respect. You know what I'm saying? There was like a healthy amount of fear of Trump because you didn't know what he was going to do. The media hated him and everybody hated him. And you really didn't know what he was going to do. They respectfully feared him. Yes. Thank you. They respectfully feared him. Um, and he really did, but he didn't go in there trying to make them afraid. It was more of like this, look, yeah, you could do this, but if you do this, you know, here's what we're going to have to do. And that is why they had this mutual respect and fear. But when he stated that our enemy isn't China, it isn't Russia, our enemy is from within, he was spot the fuck on. And we have been saying this for a long time. They are trying to get you to be afraid of Russia and to be afraid of China and to be, you know, root for the war in Ukraine. We're going to talk about that too, because that had a lot to do with these document leaks. They're trying to keep you afraid of these other countries so that you're looking all over the place and you're watching China. You you kind of understand and we kind of don't because, you know, we don't understand Chinese law and we don't understand Russia's law necessarily because you're not really taught any of that. And but we're watching and they're going to nuke us and Russia's coming in. And but while they're doing all this, while the media is telling you all this, you know, Joe Biden's out here just fucking dismantling us from within. Right. We are we are being dismantled. From within, we got John Fetterman, who I've got here, who's been missing, right? We've got um, <clears throat> Feinstein. None of these senators have been able to do any kind of anything and have been holding up legislation in the Senate because they can't show up. We are being completely demolished within. We've got a transgender, um, like, sleeper cell, like some kind of, I don't even know what, that's shooting up schools and shooting up uh, different places. Like, another one just got shot up over the week that was, it was a bank. Um, that was part of that community and anti-Trump and like these extremists are taking us out from within and the media is not really covering it. And they're going after Christians. We are being attacked from within 100%. you got all the explosions too. We had the train derailment in Ohio. Another one in Indiana happened this morning. It's not a train derailment, but some kind of something blew up and they had to evacuate everybody because of the toxic fumes. We are being attacked from within while we're looking at Russia and thinking Russia and China are going to just take us out. Our own government is taking us out and they're doing it in all kinds of different ways from the constant barrage of information to keep you in fight or flight, to keep your immune system low, to the jabs themselves, to the COVID restrictions, to the the derailment of the trains and the toxic shit in our food, to the attack on our food, to the attack on our, we are being attacked from within. So we need to stop being, I don't, Russia and China, I mean, if they come in, they got nothing to gain at this point. What are you going to do? You're going to get a bunch of mentally ill people. And what are we going to do? Nothing. Well, you're going to get a bunch of blue haired people that they don't, they don't, they don't want either. Like they're not going to get anything. So you got to make sure you keep your eyes on what's going on. That's why I don't talk an awful lot about like international news because I'm not really interested. And as soon as you know, China steps foot into my state and, and tries to do something. Yeah. Then we're going to talk about the police stations. We absolutely talked about. There's no reason we have a bunch of Chinese police stations around this country. There is absolutely no need for it. And who the hell let it happen and why did it happen? Um, we'll talk about it, but I, I don't care what they're doing in China. I don't care what they're doing in Russia. And people are like, what if they, well, then they nuke us and we're dead. If they were going to nuke us, they would have done it already. <clears throat> um, this is why I get so frustrated with like the international stuff, because I understand it's important to, to kind of watch because of the dollar and all that stuff. But on the same side, like our fight is right fucking here, right here. It's right here. It is right in front of you. It's your schools. Oh my God. These, these teachers on social media are, are trying to convince your children they're of a different gender and then trying to find them ways that they can, they can, they can medically alter it, sterilizing them. Like we have lost, already lost one generation because of the casual use of abortions. That's a documented fact. There's been studies that have been done. Now we are on the verge of losing another generation because we got a generation of people that don't believe in kids, having kids. They uh, want to change their sex at a very young age so that by the time they do become childbearing age, they won't be able to because they will be sterile because we have no idea what these drugs do to these kids. We've got a jab out there that caused women of childbearing age all kinds of fucking issues with having children or keeping their children or carrying their children. We got an entire another generation now that is not going to be exist because of what is happening right here in front of us. They are trying to distract the Chinese spy balloon, right? And I don't, it's a, listen, yes. What was Chinese doing? China's doing sending a spy. My bigger question is what the hell was our administration doing, allowing it to just vacation across our country there and until they shot it for four days until they shot it down. We are being attacked from within. 
And the one of the things that you can do, obviously, we're going to talk about it. We need to talk about information is is information is the key to all this. It's the key is for you to know it. You got to know, know what's going on so you can kind of be on the lookout, but be on the lookout in your own circumstance, right? Take care of your kids. Take care of your families. Okay, the nuclear family is what they're really after. This is why another reason all of this, this crazy shit's going on. They don't, they don't want a nuclear family because a nuclear family is very powerful. And they're trying to dismantle that. And they're trying to do it from within. And that's why they're trying to convince your kids that they want to be like these social media influencers. And they need to do anything that they can do for fame. And parents who have kids is the same thing. So they are absolutely, he was absolutely right. We don't, yes, be aware of what's going on in China and Russia. But do not let that take the focus of what is happening in front of your own face. Cat Silverby, thank you so much for the super sticker. I love your face. Guys, thank you so much for the support. NPC, thank you so much for the shout out. I don't know if you're still in here. NPC is another channel here on YouTube. Um, they gave us a shout out earlier this week and a lot of his people or their people are here. NPC Frank sent me, um, a lot of their people are here. Thank you so much for being here. We're live every Tuesday to cover this kind of stuff. Uh, and then we're live randomly for congressional hearings and conspiracy stuff, but you can guarantee we'll be here live every Tuesday talking about this kind of stuff. Um, so thank you NPC for the shout out. I appreciate it. And I love your face. <clears throat> The nuclear war that they are speaking of is the nuclear family. It really is. And I know people think that that's an old fashioned way of thinking and that's okay. Boomer, right? Isn't that what they say? Isn't that what they tell you, Sonia? Okay. Boomer. I don't know. Sonia boomer. Bo Sonia is my backstage hand. But Sonia is, Sonia is Gen X. Aren't you with me? Yeah. That's what I thought. Ranch crouton. Thank you so much. The nuclear family is the most powerful thing that you can have. They want you to, they want to dismantle the nuclear family because they want to come after your kids. They want this next generation. And they know that when the father's there protecting the mother, or the man is there protecting the mother, they're not going to be able to get to the mother. If they can't get to the mother, they can't get to the child. And that mother is going to protect the child with everything that she has. So they got to remove her too, which is the transgender takeover of the biological women. It's all being done and on, it's all being done on purpose. And it's all being done by design to destroy a nuclear family. Um, you're Gen X too. Gen X, I mean, I'll tell you what, Gen X gets it. I don't care what anybody says. People are like, you're not Gen X. I was born in 83. Listen, I was Gen X five years ago, and all of a sudden they're telling me I'm not Gen X anymore. I'm early millennial. No, I'm not. I have been Gen X forever or Generation Y2K. I'm Gen X. I, I, they also tried to tell me I wasn't an Aries anymore, that I was now a, what, a Taurus. They tried to change all that. Some timeline Mandela effect type bullshit. No, no. I remember. You're not going to gaslight me into thinking I don't remember. But that was the first one. And then there was the second clip that I thought was really good. Um, let me exit out of this really quick. Maybe. What a mess. I'm just going to close out of it and reopen it. The other clip that I had of his um, covers a lot of the upcoming election. And that's one that I wanted you guys to watch too. Give me one second. I tried to download these so that I could just play them on the whim like I normally do, um, but I couldn't do that this time because it wouldn't allow me to. Mr. President, thank you for having us. It you wouldn't allow me. Last week you're in New York for it. this arraignment. The world watched it. Oh, that's not it. There we go. This one. In Ireland. I'm not going to. Ireland. Do you think. The stream yard changed. They wouldn't allow me to do it. Look, thank you, Overly. It's uh, good to see you. Thank you guys for I, being I here. I watch him just like you do. And I think. Thanks, Frank almost inappropriate for me to say it but i deal with other people i don't see i don't see how it's possible and it's not an age thing you know that like i say i have friends that are 88 89 92 bernie marcus home depot is 95 smart as hell he's sharp as he was i mean he's you know mentally bernie marcus home depot founder of home depot one yeah. of the founders i mean it, i had a meeting with him a few months ago he was 100 percent I, I know people that built their fortunes from 80 to 90. They were always struggling and they made a fortune from 80 to 90. A couple of people in particular. It's a, you know, amazing. He's not too old. You know, his age, I think they do the age thing because I'm four or five years behind. They say, this is a way of getting Trump. Let's go. Home. But there's something wrong. I saw his answer today on television about whether or not he was going to run to a very nice guy named Al Roker. I mean, you can't get a softer question than that. That was a long answer of talking about the eggs and the this and that. Look, I don't think he can. But say what you want. 
if they didn't expect him to get it, yeah. you know, people could say he won an election. You know, they, it, it always goes, I got the most votes of any person, any sitting president in history. I was told if I got 15 million less, I couldn't lose. They're surrounded by vicious, smart people, radical left people, but they're very smart and they're very vicious. It's not him. It's not him. He's now in Ireland. He's not going to have a news conference. When the world is exploding. Me too. I own property in Ireland. I'm not going to Ireland. The world is exploding around us. You could end up in a third world war, and this guy's going to be in Ireland and not having a news conference. He hasn't had a news conference, I guess, in months. I saw today where he has it. Well, he can't. So no, if he doesn't run, if he's taken out by his own party, or who knows what happens, but doesn't seem like he's capable of running again, who does run? Well, obviously the one that they uh, would talk about would be the Vice President, Kamala. Uh, that would be the one that they talk about. But I don't think she's performed well on the big stage. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. But there are a certain group of people that will go crazy if it's not her. They're going to go very. They're going to be very angry if it's not her. That's a problem. Uh, you have a very ambitious guy in California, but he's done a terrible job with the state. I used to get along great with him. You know, when I was president, I had along. You know, got along really good, Gavin. Well, but you got along with Gavin Newsom. I did. I really did. He was always very nice to me. He said the greatest things. He would say things like, "He's doing a great job." Oh, he was very. About nice you? About me. That's why I could never hit him because he was so nice to me. It's just laying in wait, right? But I could, you know, I, he was very nice to me. One, two. And relatively speaking, some of them weren't. We did a good job for the governors. But um, they talk about him. They talk about some others. Uh, I just don't see Biden doing it from a physical They're putting him up to run standpoint. in 2024. We'll talk I don't about see it. But it's been a crazy period of time in the world of politics. But he's surrounded by people. You know, they expected Bernie to win. And go give NPC a sub now, to you guys. Older than my Biden, people who are you know, in here. Like They're great. Sharp. I watched morning. him being interviewed the other day. He's 100% sharp. He hasn't lost much, if anything, Bernie Sanders. But, you know, he's older. So it's not an age thing. I just don't see him. So they're trying to prevent you from making it to the general election yeah. by tying you up in lawsuits, charging you with crimes. You've described the process. The old Soviet process. The old Soviet process. And you've described it as illegitimate. If this goes to trial and you get convicted, like how would you respond in the middle of a presidential campaign? Well, how would it's you so off. The statute of limitations are years off. Uh, it's, it's hard to believe. You know, usually when you have something like this, the Democrats say, oh, he's terrible, guilty. The Democrats have even said, I'm innocent. I watched some of these, I think it was Andrew McCabe, the FBI guy who I fired. He came out, he said, they've got no case. They've all come out and said it. And then you've had uh, Andrew McCarthy, you've had Jonathan Turley, uh, Greg Jarrett, uh, Dershowitz, all of them, everybody like, and they're, you know, down the middle people, they see it. Thought we do too. There's no crime. Sometimes there's we add no, music behind there's it. There's no anything. Think of it, Tucker. I've been through seven years of bull investigations. Seven years. He said bullshit. They We're all at, grown. I have a very big company, much bigger than they understand. In fact, when they finally got my taxes, they said, whoa. You know, they took them years to get the taxes. They got them. That was the last you ever heard. You never heard one thing about them. But took them years to get them. Because they shouldn't be looking at my taxes. I was surprised the Supreme Court gave them the right. They shouldn't be looking at people. That's sort of another one of the tenets. You don't do that. But I didn't care that much. I just, on principle, I fought them. And they looked. I built a great company. When you do the things that I do, and you employ thousands and thousands of people over the years, just thousands, we've done a great job. And then I ran for president. People were surprised that I won. But I used to see these rallies. And I'll tell you, the rallies are bigger now. The, the enthusiasm is more now than I've ever seen, than I've ever seen. So what do you think, since your poll numbers have risen consistently since they raided this place, Mar-a-Lago? Well, before they raided. In August. They, they were going up substantially before. Well, they but definitely since, moved. Since that. then, they've really been going it's up. A good so He's crazy. how do you think that your opponents will respond? 
I don't know how well we have two opponents. We have a primary opponent. We have a general election opponent. I, I mean the Democratic Party using the legal system. Well, what they're doing is they're finding, and think of this, they say 11 million pages, but whatever it is, through all of these Democrats' investigations, I had the Mueller hoax, I had uh, impeachment hoax number one, impeachment hoax number two, Ukraine, 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 Russia, Russia, Russia. You knew the Russia, Russia, Russia. I got that whole term from you, Russia, Russia, Russia. That's how we named our hamster, Tony the Russian. But you remember that whole period of time. Quite well. It turned out to be a total fake. But think of this, you know, I tell this story very seldom, but because it's a sad story. So the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax was made up by crooked Hillary Clinton, Adam Schiff, the DNC, the Democrat Party. The dossier is a total fake thing. We're suing them now, as you know, on that. We're suing them a lot because, unfortunately, uh, Bill Barr didn't have the courage to do what he should have done. He should have done. He was so afraid of being impeached. So I have to do it civilly. I just have to sue people. The Justice Department should have done because these are criminals. But think of this. So you have all of these millions and millions of pages and they get you on a non-disclosure agreement. I mean, big numbers, billions and billions of dollars, right? And they get you on a perfect non-disclosure agreement where they get you on nothing. A friend of mine who's a big business guy said, you have to be the most honest guy in the world because with all of those numbers that you have and those big numbers, they don't have anything. And you have to see, take a look at the people I just mentioned. Look, read what they said. There was no crime. In fact, a lot of people saying, indicted somebody, there's no crime. That's illegal to do, you know, what he did. So I don't see it going. I mean, we'll have to see. So, but just to bottom line it, they, I mean, the purpose of this is to keep you out of the presidential race. If I weren't running or if I had bad poll numbers, let's say. Right. And again, remember, the Democrats are the party of disinformation. If they want you to run, if they want to run against somebody, they're going to go the opposite. For instance, they don't want to run against me. And now I just gave you a poll. I'm nine points up on Biden. But they're the party of disinformation. So what they say is, oh, we want to run against Trump. Now, they always do that. You know, they do that. And other people would do it, but they do it pretty much better than others. Is there anything they could throw at you legally that would convince you to drop out of the race? If you get convicted no. in this case in New York, no, I'd never drop, drop out. out. No, I'd never drop. It's not my thing. I wouldn't do it. He would never drop out. Fuck no, he's not going to drop out. Do you know this man raised what is it? What like nine billion million dollars? What was it? Is it billion with a B or million since the announcement of his indictment? Like, is it ten? Like in 48 hours, he raised like $9 million or $10 million. Like people were just take my money. This was, if, if this was like, this was genius marketing, right? Because people, and obviously people are there. They, they want him to be president again because their lives were much better when he was president, taking all the bullshit out of it and all the theatrics out of it and all the politics out of it. Your everyday life. Mine was anyway, I don't know about yours, but your everyday life was much better when Donald Trump was president. Even if you didn't know what was going on and you didn't pay attention, you weren't paying three, four, what is it? Three seventy four a gallon for gas, which we are today. And I don't care. I know everyone's like, well, that's because of the economy. And that's because no, it's not because of COVID like it. No, it's not that that all has been debunked. That's bullshit. This is everything to do with the administration and the decisions that they're making. Green Monkey said it kind of um with your sloth picture, but he says, I don't care what anyone says. Trump is sending these clowns up for everything. They went after him for Biden and is caught on as evidence slowly rolls out. Can we talk about this for one hot minute? Do you guys remember when the classified docs fiasco happened with Biden? That wasn't that long ago. What? That was like two months ago. And then like six months prior to that, it all started in Mar-a-Lago, right? The FBI raided Trump's Mar-a-Lago home looking for classified docs that he wasn't supposed to be taking out of the White House. And then it turned out to be old nothing burger. And they were like, we got him. And then they were like, no, we don't. They're just kidding. There was like a big picture of Mickey Mouse or something holding the big middle finger. I don't know. They didn't really find anything. But then literally like six months later, all of a sudden the exact same fucking thing happened to Joe Biden. Just boom. In fact, and now it's come out now that they knew that the documents were in Joe Biden's garage, even when Trump's home was being raided. This whole thing with a lot of that is, is exactly what you're saying. Like it's being set up to expose Joe Biden because what would have happened if we'd have found the classified docs in Joe Biden's garage, but Trump hadn't been completely accosted by the media for the same thing. 
we would have never known. The media wouldn't have covered it. It would have been on page six. But because it had happened to Trump six months prior and it was such a big deal, it was forced to be a big deal here too. And that has, seems to happen an awful lot. What's going to be more interesting is if Trump goes through and this indictment happens, and then all of a sudden in six months or 10 months later, Joe Biden has an indictment against him, then you're going to kind of know. Like this whole thing is being set up to expose what's really going on because the indictment on Donald Trump really wasn't supposed to be a public matter. Those kind of indictments happen in the basement of the garage of the, of the courthouse, right? They're not usually covered. They're supposed to be very hush hush. According to all of the articles I read, I don't pretend to know anything about it. I'm not a lawyer or anything like that, but according to all of the things that I read on it, it's supposed to be kind of a quiet occasion. Like you're not really supposed to know about it. And we know about it. Everybody knows about it. Like we watched it. We live streamed it. So, there's a little bit of this with that too. And if you're of the mind that there is a shadow government going on um, and that maybe it's not so much Obama that's in charge, maybe it's somebody else. A lot of this could make a lot more sense in that regards as to why it's so crazy. And so with all of that, he talked an awful lot about Biden. Obviously he doesn't have the confidence in Biden. I don't have any confidence in Biden. Nobody has any confidence in Biden except for that one kid on TikTok who I can't ever, what's his name? I can't block him. And he just shows up all the time. And he's like, what, 12? And he's like, Joe Biden is the greatest president. I don't, I can't stand the kid. He is going to be one of the kids that gets paid by the White House. I guarantee it. Anyway, nobody believes that Joe Biden can do this. Even the Democrats don't believe in Joe Biden right now, which is why they are propping up um, the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, to run for 2024. Obviously, there's been talks. He's kind of hit the media again this week. <clears throat> I'm not going to go too big into it because he hasn't really formally announced. He hasn't really informally announced either. And so I'm not going to get everybody's hair on their ass standing up until I am ready to do so. Um, once he does, then we can have a conversation about what that looks like because then he's going to go up to the likes of Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who, in my opinion, would just mop the floor with him. But maybe not. Who knows? So more to come on that. So let's talk about Joe Biden. So over the weekend, Monday, they had the whole Easter egg rollout thing, right? They do the Easter egg hunt and all of this jazz. And during that, Joe Biden gave an interview with Al Roker. And if you guys don't remember who Al Roker was, he was the one that was MK Ultra on live TV. Uh, I think it was over like a New Year's Eve. I don't have the video. It got taken down on TikTok, too. Uh, it was pretty awesome. He just went blank. Like they said, the Holy Ghost. And all of a sudden, he just went blank. And you could literally see them like re-switch his brain from far away because that's what they do because they're lizard people don't start with me the aliens are real there's a mothership in our solar system they said they said it they started this i didn't but they went out and had this whole interview with the bidens and he had asked him if he had plans for running for president and here's what joe had to say so th this is a fantastic event one of my favorites of the year i was just wondering uh, uh mr president uh will you be uh, taking part in the easter egg rolls uh after planning on after 2024 well, i plan on at least three or four more easter egg rolls at least three or four more. maybe maybe five maybe five <laughs> maybe maybe so, six so what the hell are you know. are you saying that uh you would be uh taking part in uh, our upcoming election in 2024 well, I'll, either, so I'll, either, I'll either roll an egg or you know being the, the good you know the guy who's pushing them out come on help a, help a brother out make no, some news no, for no, me no. I, well I, I plan on running now but we're not prepared to announce it yet all right well i think so nice thank you for having well, us good, up here good to be here thank you. fucking what did he say like nobody what is happening is this some kind of malfunctioning clone sonia we need to get somebody on the phone. Do we know anybody? Do we know anybody that makes clones? Like what happens when they malfunction? Do they stutter? I'm not making fun of a stutter. Don't even come all grow like woke on me. Okay. I'm not making fun of it. I'm saying that as president of the United States, you don't speak like that. What an embarrassment. Hardy, har, har, har. Who is that masked man? Who is that? Now, a lot of people talked about how that video, and then there was a video of him and Jill, and they were standing up on the balcony with the, between the two Easter bunnies. And how it looked CGI-ish. I would have to agree it does look really weird, but I'm not in the business of understanding pixels and things like that. So unless it's blatantly obvious, I can't really come out and speak on it. Could it be CGI? It's very possible. I don't know why the hell they'd put that man out in public anywhere. And we all know that whatever's going on at the White House is not going on at the White House because they've all but admitted that they're using a studio to record a lot of these. There's also a lot of conversation around Joe Biden this last 
like two weeks now because he hasn't given any kind of press conference. He hasn't spoken to the press on a for- in a formal way. He hasn't addressed anybody, anything. They're keeping him in kind of like this bubble, and nobody really seems to know why. Eventually, we're going to get to a Fetterman point where they're going to have to provide proof of life. Okay, which is a really sad day because we're not a real country anymore. I'm a real country. I love my country. I just don't like what's happening in my country right now. We're not a real country. This, it's just sad. It's just sad. It's And it's almost too gross. I, I don't know. So more to come on what that's going to look like. But the mask man. So not only did he make an appearance over the weekend with one of his clones or his masks, we also heard from Mr. John Fetterman. And as you guys know, so John Fetterman is a senator out of Pennsylvania. And he had a stroke before he became senator. But then he became senator anyway because everybody said that he was fine. He was senator for two weeks. And then he had to commit himself into a nut hut because he had clinical depression, which fine. Normally that kind of stay is 48 hours, but they ended up keeping him for like a month and a half. And while Fetterman was in the hospital, his wife decided to take off to Canada because that's what wives do when your husband's going through something, especially when they're Senator of a or a state, but he got out and everyone's like, who's that guy? And we're still kind of like his wife is back. Who is that guy? They gave an interview on 60 minutes last week or two weeks ago. Uh, and they were both sitting there. Very strange interview. We watched it last. Did we? We were gonna. I don't know if we did or not. Something came up. I don't think we did. But he, then he came out with a new video this week. And I'm going to show this video to you guys. And I'm going to let you decide for yourselves what you guys think. Here we go, Fetterman. Hey, Bob Casey is running for re-election. Woo! Hey, can you chip in a little bit right now to give him the resources that he's going to need to fight back against the Republicans? Now, who the fuck is that? Listen, if that's a fake Fetterman, they could have done better with the personality a little bit, right? Is that what you voted in? I don't, I don't, um, you know, I don't think everybody's a clone. I don't, I, I believe in clones. I've seen enough movies and obviously we've got some stuff out there that they can do. And we've had it for a long time. I watched the the whole documentary on Dolly the sheep and that one about the pig where they cloned a pig. Anyway, uh, it, it can happen. And I believe if it is happening, that Joe Biden has definitely got one. And so does Fetterman. Probably a couple other people. Random Rick Reviews or Triple R says, don't worry, Republicans will be put in office next term to simmer folks down. Then in a few years, Dems, Dems will put crazy back and the Republicans in. We're just getting duped for years. So a couple of things on this. And, and yes, you could be right. And I think that's how it's been going for the last, what, 100 years. Uh, but there's one thing that <clears throat> might be a little bit different this time around. I think a lot of people are really seeing that this really isn't a two-party thing anymore, especially with the extreme, extreme shit from the Democrats, right? But the Republicans, you've got your extremes. You've got your legitimate racists. You've got your, you know, your legitimate stereotypical far-right extremists. But you got nothing like what's going on in the Democratic. Like, what do you mean you're going to ch- cut that child's penis off and just be okay with it? What the f- fuck is going on have you lost your mind like what do you mean we're gonna celebrate that what do you mean we are going to let a man be the sponsor person for tampex and we're gonna celebrate it by bringing him to a white house to the white house oh simultaneously gonna ban the app that that man became famous on to begin with and then we let him come into the white house and and make tiktok i mean the right has its issues yeah, they absolutely do. What the, what, what is going on? And I can't find, I've yet to find a Democrat that is got the public face, like the, you know, that is kind of like, you know, nah, maybe this is too extreme. I do know that another one quit another Senator. I don't remember who it was. Some more to come on that. Some of the more common sense ones are leaving their party and coming to the Republican side because they just can't. They just can't. I can't either. And I I try my damnedest to stay in this whole kind of like, I'm not going to talk about the left and the right and the Democrats and Republicans. I try to stay out of that because I know for a fact that they're not all crazy extremists. But the legislation that they're putting through and then like when when the transgender person shot up a Christian school, killed children and then the first thing that comes out of their mouth is gun control. Kamala Harris went to Tennessee and instead of meeting with the families of the children who died, she had some kind of fucking rally and was pushing for gun control. 
Like we in my cow town are like, listen, we're to let the vets stand outside with their guns. We got enough of them here in Cowtown. We would all be okay with that. I'm pretty sure this town leans kind of more left. But like they just it's so blatant and and disgusting. Like a lot of the people that are on the left are switching parties. A lot of people that would have never voted for Trump in their lifetime might actually do it this time because of what is going on over there. It is so gone at this point. And this is where I think you're really going to start to see the dismantle of the two-party system. Especially if Robert F. Kennedy Jr., if he wins, and then a lot of people are like, he's never going to win. But if he does, if 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 you are of the belief that the that there are other people in charge that aren't necessarily the people you think they are, and he does, right? And it's him and it's Trump. Okay, you got the anti-vax, anti-COVID. He's also got a kid that's fighting over there in Ukraine. And then he announced last week that he was going to run for president formally. And then this week there's leaked documents that talk all about the war in Ukraine, which we're going to cover here in a minute. If you, I'm just, who, who's going to, how are you going to cheat? You got an establishment that hates both of these people. And so no matter what happens, common sense would essentially, hopefully, come back in and we would maybe calm down. Yeah, they apologized for misgendering the shooter. They made the shooter. that It all is so ridiculous that it almost can't not be fake. And we talk, there's some rumblings about this in my comments in regards to the Bud Light stuff too, right? So for those who don't know, and I, I've looked into this, but I haven't put it together in enough to where I can go through it um, well, but I, I'll, I'll high level it. So a few years ago, Anheuser-Busch was taken over in a hostile takeover by an, another company that was foreign. I don't want to say they were Belgium. I'd have to look, but it was a hostile takeover. And then now this is happening. It's, it's almost like they're intentionally crashing Bud Light's brand, the Bud Light brand in order to maybe even rebranded as something else. It's almost like they're doing it on purpose so that they can just take the recipe and rebrand it as something else. Um, it's the only thing I can come up with. It's, it's, I can't fathom why Bud Light would do something like this or why they would allow their new VP to do something like this. And somebody else talked about the stocks and, and BlackRock and how they actually have control and they give points to how many woke. And we can get into all of that uh, later once I can get it put together a little bit better. But just think about that. If you stand back out of your emotions and you really look at this, it's almost too fake to be real. Um, and somebody talked about Dylan. Oh, so Dylan, the transgender, right? I'm trying to not talk, say their name. So, but then that would mean that that person is being used, which I, they're, 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 that person's being used to basically crash the brand. He's not being used for what he thinks he's being used for. And the fact that they've signed him up for all of these other ones are other ones that you probably should watch crash too. It's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out. Um, we'll sell out. And because, so that's what they're saying. So now Bud Light and the answer, so Anheuser-Busch, they'll sell out to like Corona or like they're doing it on purpose to sell out to another company and become basically a monopoly brand. This company is, that's, that's what a lot of the um, hostile takeover had to do with was becoming a monopoly brand. Like one brand owns all of your beers, kind of like one company owns all of our media and <clears throat> or three companies and three families own all of the wealth in the world. Same concept, only in beers. So very much an actor. A lot of people on the left, too, on his supporters, even not on the left, but his supporters are calling him out uh, because he's supposed to be transitioning and he doesn't look like he is being transitioned. Yes, the ESG score. That's what they were talking about. There's some kind of rating that they get on how woke they can get. I'll, more to come. I want to put this together because I want to get it right, too. I don't want to come out here and give half-truths or just... Maybe we'll put it together. We'll talk about it next week. It's a very interesting theory. And I don't remember who sent me the video. Um, 
So more to come on that. Make sure you send your kids to a school that don't teach you. Yeah. So that's another thing too. There's a lot of shit that's going on in your schools, but like our schools, it's a Cowtown school. We visit there. I'm very involved there. We're all very involved there. We watch what's going on. We watch very closely. We watch what our kids are learning. We're very much involved. Not all schools are going to be like the ones that you're seeing on TV. Those are just the ones that are getting the coverage because of their woke agenda-ness. But more to come. So, and Marsha's jealous that Dylan got the game. There's some drama there. There's some tranny drama. Get after it. I don't hate the transgender community, but I, I got wrapped into that shit when they gave International Women's History Day to um, the transgender community. I was pretty fucking hot. I'm still pretty fucking hot about it. But I also understand now that all of this is really starting to kick up that there's a couple different things going on. One, it's being done on purpose, but two, that there are these large groups of, of dangerous extremists who are transgender community, almost like a, um, what do you call it? What did they call it with the black lives matter thing? They called them not terrorists, but they called them Antifa. It's almost like an Antifa group. And then they do a lot of these things on, they go and they infiltrate and they do a lot of these things. I had no idea any of this shit even existed until the shooting in Tennessee. And some guy on Twitter went through and did a whole thread about it. And there's these underground groups. What? So maybe more to come on that, more to come on what that looks like. But I want to transition over and let's talk about um, the, what do I have? I got to pull them up. I got the screenshots here somewhere. Here they are. So the leaks, the document leaks. And there was a lot of conversation about Ukraine. And there's obviously still a lot of conversation, not as much as there was. But this last week, there was a leak, a physical leak. And we're not talking like this wasn't some kind of um, like hack. There wasn't a bunch of hackers in their mom's basement that pulled this out of somewhere. Somebody physically took these documents, took them, took pictures of them, and then posted them to discord. And these all expose the US NATO Ukraine war plans. What they also expose, and we're going to go through each one, and I'm going to give a shout out to this guy on Twitter who, who broke it down really well. What they expose is that Ukraine is not doing as well as the United States and the media has been trying to convince us that they've doing. Not that we've really cared because we don't think we have any business being over there anyway, but they're not doing that well. So the leaked documents were published by the username Luca on Discord, and he claims to have found it on another Discord server before he leaked it into Telegram, followed by other social media platforms before it was picked up by the New York Times. So no one knows the original source of the files, but they are legit and they have been talking about them. Here's this. Security correspondent Jennifer Griffin, live at the Pentagon this morning. Good morning. Good morning, Dana. The revelations have sent shockwaves through the Pentagon and the national security establishment. And sources tell me could be worse than the Edward Snowden leak because of the real-time effect on allies, their trust, and the war in Ukraine. Fox News has agreed, along with other news organizations, not to publish the leaked highly classified documents, which were discovered last week. Details about the scope and scale of the leak remain. Again, without confirming the validity of the documents, this is information that has no business in the public domain. It has no business, if you don't mind me saying, uh, on the pages of, uh, of uh, front pages of, of newspapers or on television. It is not intended for public uh, consumption, uh, and it should not be out there. Fucking bet. Let's go. So this is the first leak, right? And this is from Mario Nafal. And he is one of my favoriteest accounts on Twitter. He breaks this all down like we're five. I adore him. And I'm thankful that he does it this way. He also has a lot of spaces. And so when he does things like this, he will then go on a space and he will break it all down for you even further. So he broke these down into each and individual leak. And I'm going to go through them with you today because you know what? I can't, even though they don't want us to. We're going to because the people need to know. Okay, you need to know. It's not for that guy to decide. Too bad. So the first leak was talking about a depleted, a depleted air defense. Ukraine's medium to high-range air defense is almost depleted. Um, SA-10 and SA-11 make up 89% of Ukrainian air, 
air defense. SA-11 were depleted on March 31st and 23, and SA-10 will run out on the 2nd of May in 2023. There are limited quantities of much-needed advanced defense systems in Ukraine. The Russians have a greater volume of these systems, and Ukraine is unable to match them. Ukraine has limited to no air defense. This means that there is a major need for these to be replenished in the defense system. Since there has been serious issues with the supply of ammunition, things are looking really bleak in Ukraine. And now if you try to go look up anything on Ukraine when in regards to our media, they're going to be like, Ukraine is winning. You know, we had him. That guy came to the States and he's like, we will win. And then that one actor gave him a medal. Like that guy's a douche. But moving on, they're not winning. They're losing and they're losing bigly. The second one, it talks about the military casualties. So the leaked documents show that Ukraine is losing four times more soldiers than Russia, contradicting what the Western reporters have said. Some people argue that this is specific data was doctored before the leak. And in reality, Russian and Ukrainian losses are estimated at a two to one. Number three was the frontline Donkis. The document provides information about the size of the armories at the front lines in Donkis. Donkis. Donkist. You know what? I don't care. It's not New York, so it's fine. I don't live in Russia, so don't come for me. Russia has 91 battalions with around 23,000 total personnel. Ukraine has eight brigades and 40 battalions with 10,000 to 20,000 total personnel. Russian continues to allow Iranian access to advanced conventional weapons through Syria, forcing Israel to respond by further supporting Ukraine. Russia incurs casualties from Israel strikes in Syria, and then the targets in Israel aircrafts forcing Israel to support Ukraine as well. Israel is not overly supported Ukraine, but the U.S. devised four pathways that can in induce Israel to send offensive weapons. Israel is in a tricky position, wanting to please wanting to please their United States allies while not harming relationships with Russia. The four scenarios which can be caused to Israel to send weapons are similar to Turkey and Israel, can sell Ukraine defense systems or provide it through third parties. Number two is Russia upsets Israel by transferring strategic systems or expands assistance to Israel missiles, nuclear space programs. This one also talks about the United States spies on its allies. So leaks also show that the United States was spying on France, Israel, and South Korea, leading to renewed worries about the U.S. intelligence operations. This surveillance showed that South Korea was concerned with the ammunition they supplied to the world ended up in Ukraine. The leaked documents show that the U.S. has been spying also on Zelensky, and sources close to Zelensky described the situation as unsurprising, but Ukrainian officials said that they were being they were a little frustrated by the leaks. Number six talks about the Mossad and Israel protests. The leaks also indicate that the Mossad Israel Intelligence Agency may have had a role in the protests in Israel, advocating for people to protest the proposed judicial reforms. Mossad, Mossad is not meant to wade into domestic political matters at the end of the day. So that's kind of what the leaks are. The most interesting takeaway from those is probably the fact that we were spying on Zelensky, which... Yes and no. We should have kind of known this, too, because we had requested multiple times to find out where the money that we were sending over there and the weapons that we were sending over there was going. Uh, but they were spying on us, so maybe they already know. And then the second one talked about the casualties. So, like, you know, we had talked about mainstream media has often led us on to believe that Ukraine is winning this war and Russia's taking all these hits and a, a very, like, underdoggy. That's all not true. Uh, like, Ukraine is getting their ass kicked, reportedly. Um, and they're probably not going to win. So it's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out. I know they're really, really upset about it. They talk about these leaks an awful lot. There has been lots of calls for the media to not post the leaks and to not to be discussing them. So I'm kind of interested why they were allowed to have a press conference and why they didn't just brush it under the rug to begin with. So more to come on the leaks. We'll see what happens. What else do I have? Hold on one second. Do, do, do. I got RFK run and BBC versus Elon Musk. Oh, we got that one. So we talked a little bit about Robert F. Kennedy Jr. I'm, we're going to see more of what's going to happen with that. So more to come. If, if he wins the Democratic nomination, and it is him and Trump, um, he formally announced last week he got the paperwork all together. Uh, it's really going to be interesting to see how that plays out. I, I really think he'd have a good chance at running against Trump. I, I don't know. More to come on that. What else do I got? What else do I, oh, I do have one more thing. 
I do. Okay, so last week, Elon Musk sat down with a reporter from the BBC. For those who don't know, the BBC is like CNN of the British, right? They're terrible. I follow them because they're terrible and we make fun of them an awful lot. So they called on Elon Musk. They wanted to sit down with him and have a conversation about the wild, wild west that is Twitter. Since Elon Musk took over Twitter, there's been lots of accusations that he has been allowing hate speech to run rampant all over Twitter, which we all know is not necessarily true. No more true than it's happening on Instagram or Facebook from people of the extremist community. Um, it's not anymore true on Twitter. But they sat down and had a conversation. And one of the, the topics that he brought up was some of this hate speech and apparently the reporter had experienced some hate towards him and he was trying to talk to Elon about it. And here's that. Content you don't like or, or hateful? What do you mean to describe a hateful thing? Yeah, I mean, you know, just content that will solicit a, a reaction, something that may include something that is slightly racist or slightly sexist, those kinds of, those kinds of things. So you think if I'm, something is slightly sexist, it should be banned? I, no, is that I'm, what not, you're saying? I'm not saying anything. I'm saying. Well, I'm just curious. What you, I'm, just, I'm trying to understand what you mean by hateful con content, and I'm asking for specific examples. Um, and if, and you just said that if something is slightly sexist, that's hateful content. Does that mean that it should be banned? Well, you've asked me. You've asked me whether my feed, whether it's got less or more. It, I'd say it's got slightly more. That's why I'm asking for examples. Can, right. you, can you name one example? I, I honestly don't. I, I, honestly, I you don't, can't name I, a single example. I'll tell you why. Because I don't actually use that for you feed anymore. Because I, I just don't particularly like it. But you said actually, a lot of people. A lot of people are quite similar. I, I, I only. Well, I only look well, at hang my, on a second. You said you've following. seen more hateful content, but you can't name a single example. Not even one. I'm not sure I've used that feed for the last three or four weeks. And I, well, I, then I how did you see the hateful content? content? Because I've been I've been using I've been using Twitter since you've taken it over for the last six months. Okay, so then you must have at some point seen the you, for you hateful content. I'm asking for one example. Right, and you I, can't I, give a single I, one. And, and, and I'm saying, I've... I, then I, I say, sir, that you don't know what you're talking about. Really? Yes, because you can't give a single example of hateful con content, not even one tweet, and yet you claimed that the hateful content was high. Well, that's a false. No, what I claimed, you just lied. What no no what I claim was. Uh, there are many uh, organizations that say that that kind of information is on the rise. Now, whether whether it has on Give my feed or not. Give me one example. I mean, I, right. And Literally you can, can someone like the, the uh, Strategic Dialogue uh, Institute in the, U in the UK. They will say that. So they, Look, people will say all sorts of nonsense. I'm literally asking for a right. single example, and you can't name one. Right. And as, as I've already said, I don't use that feed. But let's, well, then how let, would you know? Then, that I don't you, think this is getting anywhere. You literally said you experienced more hateful content. And then couldn't name a single example. Right, and as I said, I that's absurd. I haven't, I haven't actually looked at that feed. I then would how would you know this hateful content? Because I'm saying that's what I saw a few weeks ago. I can't give you an exact example. Let's move on. We have, we only have a certain amount of time. Um, wow. Let's move on. He says we only have a certain amount of time. That was great. I don't care who you are. That was good stuff. BBC's terrible. Elon was eating him alive there. And it's out there like the BBC poster. They're like, this is what it's like trying to talk to Elon Musk. He is just, it's like, no, like we can all watch the video. We're not stupid. Slap down. That's right. That's what he did too. smack him down. That was hilarious. There's not rampant hate running around on Twitter. Obviously you can't say certain things, but I, I would be far better to say that it was rampant. I've had a few death threats, but nothing any more crazy than we've gotten anywhere else. So I would hung a cactus if it had space. It was. That was great. I think that was the best video to finish on, in my opinion. With all the things that we like, seem to be taking some L's on and whatnot, uh, it was nice to see that one for sure. And whether you like Elon or not, or you trust him or not, it doesn't matter. We're going to take the win on that one. It was great. Um, what else do I got? I have some other things. Do you guys want to talk about NPR for a minute? I don't have anything to put up on the screen with NPR, but NPR, which is obviously our, our news station. I don't remember what it stands for. They're one of the major news networks that's out there. So a couple of weeks ago on NPR, Twitter had changed all of its um, like check marks around. Like you, you had to pay for your check mark. Now, if you wanted a blue check mark, uh, if you worked for the government, you got a gray check mark and you got that one for free. And then if you were media, you got a gold check mark. And that one also came for free. When they changed that around, they labeled NPR, as state-run media or 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 um, government paid for national public radio, thank you, national public radio, or like government-funded media, and they put a little label up there, 
And NPR got really pissed off about it. They were like, we are not, we are independent journalists and we have integrity and blah, blah, blah. They went back and forth for a couple of weeks. And now today, NPR, this this morning, a little bit that just a little bit ago, they came out, they're going to be leaving Twitter. Like they don't, they're like, we don't feel, what did they say? Let me read the statement here. Hold on. I'll pull it up. They threw a big fucking tantrum about it as if like, I don't get labeled all the time everywhere else on Instagram. If you go to my Instagram and try to follow me, you're going to get a big pop-up that says this account shares misinformation really a lot often. And you have to be really careful when you follow her. So as if that doesn't happen to all of us at any point in time, but NPR came out with a statement and they stated that organizational accounts will no longer be active on Twitter because the platform is taking actions that undermine our credibility by falsely implying that we are not an editorial independent company. We are not putting our journalism on platforms that have demonstrated an interest in undermining our credibility and the public's understanding of our editorial independence. We are turning away from Twitter, but not from our audiences and communities. There are plenty of ways to stay connected to keep up with NPR's news, music, and cultural content. No, there's not. Twitter is the third leading social media app in regards to news. First comes Facebook, then comes YouTube, then comes Twitter. And Twitter has jumped up the ranks from like four or five to three now. And I only anticipate them eventually getting to number one. So NPR, leave Twitter. That's fine. Nobody cares. Okay. You're all state run media anyway. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody cares, Sonia. Nobody cares. <coughs> they did sell out too. Newsmax sold out too. I used to watch Newsmax all the time. And then they went all like left. Like they went all like, yay, trans people and boo Trump. I'm like, wow, Newsmax, we're up. What's up? Federal funded radio. That's what they are. With that, that's it. That's all I got for today. You guys, so tonight we are live. Today's Wednesday. We are live on Conspiracy Pilled tonight. And you can find them on Rumble. Or you can find them here on YouTube. And we are going to be talking about the Georgia Guidestones. I had jumped into the Georgia, Georgia Guidestones a while back when I was researching the Denver airport. And it's a very interesting topic of conversation. That's going to be with Abby the Lib. And that is going to be on Conspiracy Pilled. And again, you can find them just by searching uh, for Conspiracy Pilled here on YouTube or on Rumble. I will also post it to community uh, notes here on YouTube. It's going to be, it's going to be at 6 PM central standard time. So 7 PM Eastern standard time. That's what time we're going to be there. So that'll be a good show. Make sure you go find them and give them some love and be there tonight. It'll be a lot of fun with both of those guys. You guys, thank you so much for being there again. Thank you to all of our new people who are here too. Thank you so much. Thank you so much to NPC for the shout out. I appreciate it. I love your guys' faces, and I will see you tonight. Keep her moving. Take it easy. Tell your mom I says hi, and watch out for deer. Bye, guys. Back off, I'll take you on. Headstrong, you take on anyone. I know that you are wrong. You're headstrong. You're headstrong. Anyone, I know that you are wrong, you're hedged wrong.